0: You're listening to Hot Mess the Success Podcast, episode 37. As we get older, it can be more and more of a challenge to find true happiness. What is happiness, anyways? What does it mean to you? If you were totally out of debt, then would you be happy? If you landed that amazing job, would you be the happiest you've ever been? What about when you find the love of your life? Will you be happy then? Sadly, This can be a very tough question to answer, but it doesn't have to be. And, believe it or not, you have the ability to be happy right now, regardless of what is going on in your life. Don't believe me? Fine. You don't have to take my word for it. Today, Laura and I get to have Dylan Barr drop some major glitter bombs on you. He is our very first male podcast guest. And he's the author of the book, The Happiness Gap. Did I mention he's just 28? Yeah, true story. But you will be absolutely blown away by his wisdom, insights, and knowledge on this topic. So turn up the volume, pour a cup of happy coffee, turn that frown upside down, and get ready to get your happy on.
1: You're listening to the Hot Mess to Success Podcast, where we firmly believe that you can make your dreams a reality no matter what life throws at you. Besties in biz, Amanda and Laura will encourage you to embrace your hot messes, own your message, and empower you to kick ass in life and business. It's time to learn from the experts. Listen in on raw and real conversations. Hear hot tips and tricks that helped others overcome the challenges and struggles of being an entrepreneur. Are you ready to dig in, get a little dirty, do the work, and tackle your biggest hot messes so you can enjoy ultimate success? If so, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, mentors, coffee mug collectors, mother hustlers, and taco lovers, Amanda Belcazar and Laura Host.
0: Do you wanna make money online, but you don't know where to start? Do you feel overwhelmed with all the things? All the shiny objects, everything that's out there, everything that people are telling you to do, listen, girl, same. I hear you, I was right there with you. But thankfully, I was introduced to some of the best marketing secrets on how to grow your business online. And that was a huge turning point for me. So because of that, I feel compelled to shout it from the rooftops. Okay, I won't really shout it, but it might sound like a broken record for a while. The good news is that you can get your hands on these secrets for free. Just pay shipping and handling. I mean it, literally. Get the underground playbook that will totally reframe how you look at doing business online. It was a turning point for me, and I know it will be for you too. Go to hotmess slash book to claim your copy today. All righty, friends. Hey, hey there. It is Amanda and Laura today and we have an incredible guest with us. It is technically our first male
1: Guest. Welcome, Dylan. Guys, this is, you know, we're breaking records season three. We're shaking things up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was that good.
0: This was this was teed ups for me. And it was that good. I was like, we are having him on the show. That's (laughs) it. I don't care. It's going down. So um, yeah. So I am incredibly excited. I wanted to uh kind of give you guys a little bit of a kind of a connection on how we, uh, you know, had Dylan and and asked him to be on the show because this is kind of how, you know, the show had started in general. Like we've just, when we connect with people, it just happens to where, I don't know if you want to say the cream rises to the top or whatever. Um, but we have incredible people that get put on our radar and this was a, you know, no questions asked. Laura and I are like, heck yes, we are having Dylan Barr on our show. So here's what happened is I know that we've shared with you guys before that when we first got started, Laura and I were trying to figure out, you know, all these different names. What are we going to do? How do we, you know, what, what are we going to brand ourselves? And first we got stuck on hot mess to success. We, and we couldn't do it with the number two. Like we were just, and we just got stuck. And so First thing you do, you know, go to GoDaddy, try and figure out if you can get the URL, right? And somebody had the URL. I'm like, at this point, I was like, we, I mean, we had been working on this for probably a couple months because we knew like it wasn't important when we were first getting started and we weren't like releasing anything, but it was coming down to the wire. And so my husband's kind of like the tech support guy. I was like, honey, like find out who has this, how do we find out who has Mm. this freaking domain? They're not using it. How do we find out? turns out that this person lives like five minutes from my small town of Memphis, Michigan, which was wild. Seriously wild. This person owns it five minutes from Memphis, Michigan, which is the middle of nowhere. Where are kind of where Laura lives in Minnesota, but I'm in Michigan. So Anyways, I'm like, this is incredible, and I we did you know creepy internet stalking, finding out whatever. <laughs> we messaged her. <laughs> we figured it out. We were like, you know, deductive reasoning. They don't give you all the information. It was another way. Facebook message. We're like sitting. Laura and I are sitting here zooming, on, praying, uh,
1: like like nonstop. <laughs> like, okay, dear Jesus, like seriously, <laughs> she's
0: praying. She's like, like oh, call, track her down, da da da. And so we got on a phone call and I was like, I know this is really weird and I'm really sorry, Michelle, but like, here's the deal. And she's like, you know, I do have this domain and I'm, yeah, I do intend to use it. I'm like, okay, you know, that's awesome. We'll figure out something. And then we kind of started chatting a little bit more and she was asking some questions and we got to the point where it was like, literally like, you know, Laura's like listening and I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, you know what? We'll connect. We, we got to are We live close to each other. We should meet up. You sound like an awesome lady. And then she's like, you know what? I'm like, what? She's like, I'm going to give it to you. And I'm like, what? You see Laura like almost start crying. She's like, here, and I'm like, this is crazy. So here's the deal. That is your mother. That is Dylan's mom. mom. She did that. And so that is not why he's on the show, you guys, by the way. This is why he's on the show. So this was, you guys know, this was over August, July of last year when that happened. And recently I saw, because Michelle and I had stayed connected on Facebook, she posted how her son just published his first book. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. So cool. Cause Laura and I had talked about that before. And so she like messaged me. She's like, what? You know what? My son would be awesome for your show. And I'm like, cool. You know what? Wait, maybe let's connect. You know, let me see. Checked out his book, talked with him, got on the phone with him. And I was like, done. Done game over. (laughs) Like, this is happening. You guys are in for such a freaking treat. Like, breath of fresh air, grounded, traveled. Like, I just feel like you are, like, doing such a great job of being true to your core, but then being able to share and deliver that. I'm just blown away. So to be totally straight up, I've not had the opportunity to read your book yet. This had just happened a couple weeks ago. And I do have a couple of books that are in right now. I'm rereading Clockwork anyways for my e-com business. But this is happening. And the reason why I am totally reading it, you know what? When somebody says at this point that they've, you know, published a book, I have a lot of friends that do Kindle and low content and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, great. You know, a little book. You guys, like, this is a legit, incredible personal development book. Like, I I was reading what's what's in it, talking and hearing what Dylan's experience and what he's brought to the table into this book. It will have a huge impact. So, Dylan, (laughs) 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 I know, right? Deep breath. Okay, I need to know, and I would like the audience to, you know, know what led you to this topic and what was the most impactful thing in your life, because you've had a good amount of things, but that really made you realize this is what you needed to write about.
1: Can I ask you one question before that? Because our yes. audience can't see you necessarily on the podcast. Like, how old are you? Do, do you mind me asking <laughs> that? You look like really too. young to be like such an avid, <laughs> wise young man. Like
2: Everyone always was me this question. I used to be really nervous. <laughs> um, when I was given this answer of like, "Oh, how old do you think I am?" and whatever they guessed, I just said they were right. Um, but I'm I'm 28.
0: Yeah, awesome. Like this so you don't have to be nervous anymore no. because you're getting to that age where you know that's not like. And I've found so many, especially in e-commerce and marketing, and um, just all different types of business now. Like being around incredible people in in you know entrepreneurship, dude. I'm talking. I have some of the most incredible like if you want to call them colleagues, associates. They're in their young 20s. I mean, you guys are just. Tearing it up. So yeah, you're young. <laughs> yes,
2: twenty-eight years old, twenty-eight years young. My boss and CEO of self-publishing school, he's only twenty-six and he's taking
0: I did not know that. Taking a wow. business from zero Dude, He's to talking 15. about so his his boss in self-publishing school, Chandler Bolt. So we had seen I actually had the opportunity to see him at Podcast Movement, and it really drove Laura and I to start realizing a vision of wanting to publish a book. And so this is going to happen. It's not in process yet, but it will happen. And I was blown away by, uh, you know, his presentation, what he has to share and we'll get to that at a, on a different episode for you guys. But I did not know he was 26. Excuse Louise. That's incredible.
2: That means I'm coming back. If Everyone's hearing this too. There's another episode. Exactly.
0: There will be. You are absolutely 100% because we are, we're going to give you the detailed goods and we know you guys want that. But right now we need to get the story because like, like Laura said, to be 28 and so wise, I looked at you know your, your resume, your sheet, you walked me through your story of, of different things you've done in your life. And I'm like, yeah, well, no wonder you're doing what you're doing right now because you've done a lot of incredible things. So please do share.
2: Okay. First off, thanks for having me. I wanted to make sure I said that. Um, My mom was so excited when I got asked to be on this podcast because I remember when she called me and she's like, hey, I just gave away my domain. These two ladies are so cool. She's like, Dylan, I just had the coolest conversation. So excited about it. Um, So I think that goes to say what you two are doing.
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. She was really excited. Well, I'm glad what that she feels good about it because I was like, you know, you get buyer's remorse or whatever. I'm like, I didn't want her to have any remorse. So I'm like, i better make sure. Like, we're gonna treat it really wh- good. We promise. We're gonna put yeah. it to good use. But
2: <laughs> well, you're paying her back with with putting me on your podcast. I think that's, that's a win. For <laughs> like if you know I said, that's
0: not why, but I think this is awesome, and she is pretty excited. I'll take it if like, that is why. She's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. She's like, so you gotta tell me when he is coming on, and I was like, okay, I'll let you know when, when we actually drop the episode. I'll for sure And She goes like, because I can't wait to share it's adorable. I She's love been it. texting
2: me like every day. Uh-huh.
0: But uh, so cute.
2: <laughs> to answer your first question of how I got to a point of wanting to write this book, yeah. um, it probably just goes with my life experiences. I feel like I kind of needed to. I've all, My mom's always told me that I need to write a book. She envisions me doing TED Talks. Uh, my grandma yes. always wanted me to write a book. Uh, so I think I've, I've had that skill of getting my words across. But then the life experience, right? So did door-to-door sales. I was telling Laura before you came on. Um, I did door-to-door book sales when I was in college to pay my way through college. I was, I think, the second person in my family to go to college. And I was like, I need to pay for this. Uh so I did something outside of my comfort zone, um, built my own business with a company called Southwestern Advantage, did that for five years. So I kind of sold, recruited, managed, trained, ran my own business that way. Obviously gained a lot of experience when you're talking to people door to door. You basically get to learn everybody, every socioeconomic background, a bunch of fun stories that would take us way more than an hour to talk about. Met my fiance doing that, my current fiance, my only fiance in my life. <laughs> <know> I... <laughs> uh, met her doing that. She's she like,
0: is... wait, rewind that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so her name's Morgan. She's a world saver. She wants to like help the world in anything she does. Um, so she was looking in this sales consulting company um, that worked with de- uh, socially minded businesses. So solar companies, small scale solar companies, agricultural companies, sanitation companies, but they did it solely in developing countries. So um, Kenya, uh, Tanzania, Uganda, India, uh, Bangladesh, Indonesia. So she really had her heart set on working for this company. It was called Witten and Roy Partnership. Um, she went through the interview process. She got the job. And she's like, hey, I'm going to be traveling to Kenya. How will you be able to deal with this? And I was like, well, are they hiring still? Um, Because I have a pretty good sales background. Um, So they were still hiring at the time. So I also took a job um, with WRP and we traveled across the world to Africa. So we lived in Kenya for about three years. Um, Morgan was there pretty much the whole time. I was in Indonesia, then back to Kenya. And then we were both in Tanzania living there for about four months in in a hotel room, uh, in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And the whole time, so I went to about 10 to 15 other countries um, during that three years, kind of understood businesses, understood culture. And we we worked and lived in like the rural villages. So really got to know the people uh, that I was training, you know, the, the natives. And I was just blown away by their level of contentment and happiness with their life a lot of people I think they go over there like oh my gosh they have nothing and Morgan and I would always talk about it's like oh my gosh they have so much more than us because um, you're chilling with little kids in the middle of a farm and they have more smiles and play more games than any kid you see nowadays in the states you know it's on their tablet or it's on their phone or checking social media um, so I think that coupled with the fact I've always wanted to write I'd love to write fiction one one day in the future. That's like long term goal. I just wanted to get that message across to people in the United States, specifically younger generation, because I think it's like they're coming into this world where, well, I have to go to college to get a really good job. And when I get a good job, I have to get a a gooder job and I have to make more money. And if I'm making 50,000 a year and Danny's making 100,000 a year, then I'm not good enough. So I got to get there. Or if it um, looks
0: like Danny's making 100,000 a year because he's on social media posting the stuff that he's running. <laughs>
2: exactly. And you see that and you're like, well, I got to be that." It just creates this gap. And I'm like, man, mm-hmm. stop and think where you came from. Um, so I just kind of weave in some stories of uh, my own family growing up. Weave in stories from my travels uh, throughout the years. And I want to really help people look internally rather than externally. So I wrote a book about it and obviously I work for a company called self publishing school, which teaches people how to write a book. So I'm like, Hey, you teach me the way I have something in my brain. I have a story in my head. I know I do. And we just kind of, it was, it was a perfect alignment and we just went from there. That was a long answer, but
1: no, that's what's please. led me to
2: write a book.
0: No, that's incredible. That's, that's exactly what we want. This is, and that's the cool part about this. Like when I said, like, we'll have you on, you know, another time because then we can actually get into some of the educational and, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of be a little bit more structured. Again, this is, this is what the show's about. Like we kind of bringing up everything that kind of leads to that. So no, that that's amazing. So how long did it take you to write that book from the point that you decided you were going to and how long did it take you?
2: Um, So I first came into self-publishing school already wanting to write fiction. And I was talking to Chandler Bolt, who's the founder of self-publishing school, about and he's like, hey, uh, crazy idea. Don't write fiction, write nonfiction, because fiction is extremely difficult um, in comparison. Prove yourself that you can do it. So I started writing my book in, I think, February or March of last year. And I launched or published my book on Amazon at the end of December. So nine-ish months.
0: That's awesome. While working a full-time job as well. And I'm sure you have other stuff going on, you know, you and, you and Morgan probably do a lot of fun stuff together as you know, so avid that's
2: skiers, that's uh, so cool. every weekend we want to be at the mountain. Honestly, if you can give what we say is 30 minutes to an hour a day, um, you can get it done in 90 days. I, I kind of dropped off after I wrote my rough draft, but I'd say most people can get it done in, in three to four months. They just don't know what to do. Um, mm-hmm. so I had, I was very fortunate to have a process that I could follow
0: you know and and that was the thing too is i'm so thankful because so at podcast movement it's an event and this is where we Laura and i talk about this a lot about going to different events and just getting connected i mean just seeing the different um you know it's steve jobs that says you you can't connect the dots looking forward you can only connect them looking back and I love going to events and I never know, you know, how things are going to just, I just love meeting incredible people as well. And so we're there and you have to pick, it's the first time we're there. We're brand new rookie podcasters, not knowing what the heck's going on. And so there's all these different tracks to go to. And, um, really writing a book wasn't necessarily on our radar for sure, but I'm just like, whatever, I'm just going to go sit in on this session. And the way that he broke it down was definitely, and I'm referring to Chandler Bolt, um, for our listeners was just total clarity. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. So again, I'm really excited, um, for our, you know, next discussion where we can kind of dig into that a little bit more, but I do want to really focus this, uh, episode mostly on really your book and the content of your book. And I love the, the, your, your backstory about it, but you know, going through, and I think that having, this is, this is a complex topic, I think. And so did you have to do like research? Did you really just pour it out from your heart? Like, what did you, what did you do with that?
2: Um, well, that's a really good question. I did some research for it. I think I knew what I wanted to talk about because I had been living in it for so long. So I'm in sales myself and something that I talk about in the book. So one of the things that I, I say, I believe on the back cover of the book or the book description is I don't write the book to you. I write it with you. Um, cause I was going through the same challenges. I still do go through the same challenges. Um, so as part of life experience, just seeing what my old colleagues have been going through the, the mental mushrooming, you know, interpretation loops that I was doing about my job. of like, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to be successful. I got to be doing this. People are asking me what I do. I feel uncomfortable talking about it. Um, I'm seeing how much people are making and it sucks. So I knew going through that, I'm like, this isn't good. Um, and the biggest thing is I've just had colleagues that, that I coach. Right. So I went from just straight sales to a management position pretty quickly. Um, and then when I was with WRP, I was mostly coaching the sales reps. Uh, and I, would imagine, I when I coached the sales reps in Africa, in Indonesia, in Tanzania, they had a different way of looking at my my coaching. It's like They were so eager. They're like, hey, this is my deep desire. It's not about like, obviously, I want to achieve these sales, but I want to do that to make money. I want to make money because I want to set my family up. I, that was always at the front of their mind. And... Then I came back to the United States and I started talking to somebody in self-publishing school. I was managing them and I'm like, you don't get the concept. It's, well, I can do this now so I can have this, so I can be here, so I can make more money. I'm like, wow, this this is really a necessity of stop looking externally in the United States outside yourself because you're never going to get it or there's always going to be somebody that has more. And I was seeing that in, in the company. Um, and start looking internally. So I was working with my coach in self-publishing school. And, and the way that he put it across, he's like, well, how would you have a conversation with how, this guy's name? Let's just call him Brad. How would you have a conversation with Brad about this? Um, so I'm a big, I love, you can tell I'm taking notes even when we're talking. <laughs> I love awesome. writing, writing shit down. Um, awesome. So I, I kind of broke down that skeleton into a conversation of how would I get this across to Brad in a way that he would want to digest. I think it's easy to write a book and just say, hey, internal values are very important. And I could try to write the whole book about that. But I think people don't get it unless they understand what it's costing them not looking at internal values. It's like, hey, if I'm constantly looking at outside myself, what is that leading to? Yeah. So I wanted to get that across first. So we call it in self-publishing school, we call it a problem proposition. So what is the challenge you're looking to solve? Not just the, the value add that you give at the end.
1: That's so awesome. So, give us a little sneak peek. Of, like, what are some of the titles of the chapters in your book?
2: Really good. Um, so, it really starts off with looking at things differently. I am, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I've always have been. I love studying a bunch of different religions. I love um, just kind of getting outside my comfort zone. Um, so, that's really the first chapter is is looking at things differently. Um, and then from there, the 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 hamster wheel and the gap. So, I talk about living on a hamster wheel and how it's annoying as hell when if you if you ever owned a hamster One
0: time I actually just talked about this uh, (laughs) because their lifespan is like two years, just literally in our Facebook live yesterday, I was talking about this because we got my daughter a bearded dragon and their lifespan is like, can be up to like 14 years, whatever. So super cool. And I was like, I wanted to get her something, you know, people that hamster whatever I'm like, but literally like they usually die within like two years or less. (laughs) And I can remember, thankfully I wasn't super young, but I was like, I can remember, you know, when my Tori died and the hamster was like, frozen. And then just one day, like nothing happened, just there, frozen, dead. So um, anyways, yes, I did see hamster on a hamster wheel. <laughs>
2: did you, so you for Annoying, very annoying. And it's sometimes <laughs> like you're not going anywhere. Um, so I make that analogy of, of humans doing the exact same thing. Um, and the whole concept of the gap, um, which is, so the book is titled The Happiness Gap, uh, subtitle, How to Achieve Success Without Focusing on Money, Fame, or Accomplishments. So I get this concept of the gap where I don't know if you ever in middle school or high school where you played like that paper football game mm-hmm. or you've seen someone do it where you put your hands like this and then someone tries to flick the, the paper yeah. football through them. I kind of take that analogy where, you know, if you're the the left finger, so I'll do it so where you can see, it's like, oh, here's where you are. This is success. So I'm in high school, I gotta do really well in high school so I can go to college. And that's yeah. the only reason. Well, then you go to college and you're at that point, it's like, well, now I gotta get a really good job. So then you go there and it's like, well, now I gotta get you know, you got to be making more. I you got to be vice president. I
0: love that. So, okay. So I'm going to try and do this. So obviously we're doing this uh, video. Okay, and good. So I was you wondering, know, like,
2: can okay, you see did, this?
0: You did a great, you did a great job. And it's sometimes we, we try and remember that because um, he was explaining. So you guys, you know, flicking the paper thing and he has his his um, fingers up. And so he's moving his fingers around. So each one of the goal posts is, you know, where you are and then what your, what your goal is, like you said, you're going to, you know, go to college so that you can get that job. So then you move the goalpost over and then you can see that there's still that gap each time. And that isn't, that's a killer analogy. You are 100% right. And I hope that people take a step back for a minute. And even if, I mean, no matter like what your age is, whatever, but if you think back to different goals that you have made, um, in any aspect of your life. And exactly like you said, okay, like you need to look at that. And like, there's plenty of times where, or the, the quote that I feel is really similar to this is, um, you know, be thankful for what you have now because you know, you, 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 s- it's not the exact quote. You, you might be able to know what I'm talking about. But you used to wish for what you have now or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, And then just happen to it back like, wow, like especially like in our business, you know, my husband and I have been working together now for and I say this all the time, but like 14 years, it's a very long time to be and, and looking back at where we started, and where we are now, like we're still going, you know, what's that next thing? What's that next thing? What's the next thing? Thankfully, I do think for me, because I really, really you know, focus on gratitude. And that's the thing that kind of keeps me grounded with that. I'm around some incredible, badass people that are in e-commerce, like marketing, e-commerce, just it's, to me, it's super inspiring. And there's little snippets that, that I get to where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, we should be doing better here. We should whatever. And then thankfully, I don't know why that is again, whether it's grounded back to gratitude or whatever. Um, I, I can not live there, you know, I I let it drive me, but I don't, I don't live there. It doesn't beat me down. It doesn't, I, I turn back to the gratitude. I'm just very thankful. Um, and for where I'm at and what we get to do. And so, you know, anyways, I think that that is a very, very powerful visual. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Do you need a step-by-step guide and how to dominate the online marketing game? Do you think you have what it takes to rise up to the challenge? Of course you do, or else you wouldn't be listening to this kick-ass podcast. Laura and I mention the One Funnel Away Challenge on our podcast pretty regularly. That's because you got to give credit where credit is due. The idea for this project was created through that amazing 30-day crash course into high-level marketing foundations and strategies. Oh, and it's only $100. It's pure insanity. I'm not kidding. This challenge was better than the marketing classes that I took in college. A new challenge is gonna start very soon, so don't be left in the dust. Go to hotmess OFA to see all that is included. It's going to blow your mind.
2: And I think similar to what you're saying is you should still be like, you know, pushing yourself to achieve these things. That's one of the big things I get across in the book is I don't want people just to stay stagnant and sit in the woods for their whole life and be like, oh, this is what I value. It's, you know, push yourself. It's, it's great to push yourself for goals. I always say these are kind of like the mile markers. It's like, hey, what is, what is success for you here? Are the mile markers. But when you said your drive, I always say, well, what's fueling the engine? Cause if you don't keep engine in the fuel, you're not going to get to these mile markers. Yeah. Um, and that's what I kind of talk about is your internal values. I think you just talked on it, Amanda. It's like one of them for you is gratitude. It sounds like I'd be very curious mm-hmm. on, on this or, or off of this is asking, Hey, where do you think you got that from? Uh, because the answer, Laura's original question, I, I'll talk about the gap. I talk about the the impact of doing nothing about this, you know, I think leading to burnout and then, what to take into the book. So I I just talk about life lessons I've learned from my travels. So things like I talk about awareness, how that has to be the very first step. I talk about the the concept of balance, right? You can't have anything good unless you have something bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, The concept of death, because leading into the book, we're talking about family members, what you learn from each family member. And shocking, some of our family members are dead and that's okay. (laughs) So I kind of talk some spiritual practices around that vulnerability, which I think is huge, a huge and even society right now. So the, the, the importance of being vulnerable with yourself and then the concept of the first follower, I don't know if you two have ever seen that music or that video on YouTube called the first follower. It's like this hippie guy dancing at this festival and he's just dancing by himself and there's a, like hundreds of people at this festival. Um, No one's dancing with them. And then all of a sudden, one guy dances with them. And then one person follows that guy. And one person follows that. And then sooner or later, it's like 400 people dancing at this festival. And they talk about the real leader there. It's not the first weirdo that's dancing. It's the person that comes in and follows them and says, hey, I want to try this. And that's what I ask for for the readers of the book. Because the second half of the book is all, hey, what are your internal values? When you talk about gratitude, man, it's like, okay, that's one. Let's get that set. So then I give ideas of where do you think you gained your internal values from? So Laura, um, I talk about what I learned from my mom, who you both know, um, why it's important to me, how I've used it in my life. And then I ask the reader to take a minute, awareness, uh, take a minute, do the same. So then it comes with a, in, like a, a internal values workbook that you can get for free when you purchase my book, where you can write all this stuff down. It's like, so, for me, it's like gaining value loves
0: workbooks. Ooh, <laughs> Yay. To workbooks,
1: workbooks and check marks. That. Checklist. You, can,
2: you can print it off if you want. It's all digital. You can even type in it. It's typeable, fillable. I can always tell that in the next podcast of how you can easily find somebody to do that online, Upwork, right. Fiverr, all that stuff. So, yeah, that's the second half of the book is just me being vulnerable, giving you the story that I've learned from each family member in an earth shattering or life altering event, and then asking the reader to do the same. And then when you're done, I think the biggest step that someone needs to take is the how principle. So it's like, you can talk about what and why until you're blue in the face, but then you're just like a philosophical jerk unless it's, well, how do we continue to bring gratitude into our life? How do you continue to bring truth into your life? Um, so I give a couple ideas and every reader is different. So I allow them to choose what they want and they take this next is, steps. This from is there.
0: not just a, like I said, this is not just a little like, rah-rah book, you guys. <laughs> like this is some deep stuff. It's 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 probably going to challenge you a little bit as well, which is what I think people really need. I love it.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been really fun being down here in Siesta Key. Family friend getting married. Um, all of our families have you know kind of come from you know Michigan, other areas of the United States, and uh, just hearing from them what they were able to learn from it was really cool. Like, oh my gosh, I I looked at something differently because of it. So. Uh, that's, that's all awesome. I want. I don't want it to be a tough read either. So anyone reading the book is it's 105, 108 pages. It's, it's not hard to read at all. My mom read it in a day. She cried. Aww, love, that. love it. <laughs> Super easy read. I just want a lot of people that, you know, they don't read as, as, as often mm-hmm. as, as they should. Just like, hey, yeah. let's get into it really quick read, learn something and implement it.
1: That's so awesome. So h- have you always been like a writer? Did you like journal daily or have you been a writer kind of?
2: My mom always tells me that I should journal daily and I, I never did. It was, <laughs> it was always weird to me. I always felt it was like a dear diary thing. <laughs> uh, but when I was in third grade, I had to write like a mini book. That was like, the thing was supposed to be like a couple pages long uh, for a class project. And my book was like 50 pages long. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was about me saving a sea otter. that had like an oil spill. So wow. my grandma was always so proud of it. She kept it around. So I've always done small things like that. I, again, long-term thinking fiction. I'm always thinking of different universes in my head before I go to bed. I think that's the creativity that I gained from my grandmother. Talk about that in the book. So journaling, no, but small stories and, and telling small stories is about, has always been my thing.
1: That's like me. Like I use the notes app on my phone all the time. Like I don't, for some reason, I can't get pen to paper every day. Like you, I feel like it's dear diary. Who's going to find this? I don't know. I'm just (laughs) moved out by it a little bit. Like, um, so instead I have my notes app on my phone and I'm constantly dumping like, Oh my gosh, I have a great idea. I dump it in there. I have this, that, I mean, I think for She had like, like when we
0: were in Orlando at Podcast Movement when we were talking about this book thing, because I think this was like maybe the second or third day when I went to the session. She's like, oh yeah, I have like, it wasn't 20. I'm exaggerating, but she has multiple books in her notes section of her phone already. Like, I'm like, girl, I'm like here, like I gave her the worksheet. Cause I'm the one that went into the session. I was like, take this, write your book. Like you already have this going and flowing. And
1: <laughs> I'm like, we could write a book on this. I already have the chapters drawn out. We could write a book on this. I already have the chapters drawn <laughs> out for like this, but after- I'm like, Let's yeah.
2: do it. <laughs> and if you remember listening to Chandler talk, he says that's the challenge for a lot of people is they don't have one book in them. They have like 30 books mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out which one do I start with. Yeah. A lot of people you'd be surprised, Laura, aren't writers. They're they're note takers like that. But then what they, they do, they just talk their entire book out and have it mm-hmm. transcribed.
0: That's what I'm going to
2: do. Podcast. Especially Absolutely. when you have a podcast. You can take something like <laughs> this and just transcribe half of it.
0: Yeah, right. that's that's that was the big click for me. I was like, Oh shit, I can just talk it and somebody else write. Okay. Cause I'm like long form writing. I was like, I am not going to sit there and do it. It is not happening. (laughs) Right. But so, okay. I would like to know as well. I just feel, and maybe it could just be practical experience constantly, but in your position of, you know, sales slash entrepreneur, that's a very similar, you know, type space that you're in. What do you lean on for personal development? There's a lot of different mediums that you can take that in. Obviously, reading, podcast, Audible, all these different things that you could do, people that you can follow or mentor from influencers. Where do you feel like you are currently seeking impact from or is it just?
2: Yeah. So kind of where do I go to to seek this personal growth? Yeah. 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 Very fortunate with self-publishing school. So we have a um, a weekly book club. So every month we read a different book. Uh, just got done reading how, uh, Never Lose a Customer Again. Uh, okay. Just how to treat customers through the process. We've uh, But we've also done like five love languages. And we've done strength-based Great. leadership. I don't know if you two are Strength Finders fans. Strength
0: but, Finders 2.0? <laughs> yes. Connectedness,
2: number one. My mom also got into that. I, I uh, sent that to her as well. We awesome. read that. We've read The Go-Giver. Um, the challenger sale. So really trying to not just have one specific thing I'm learning. I'm very fortunate to have self-publishing school for that. Probably would love to even read a bit more. But then I'm also, I like to read spiritual-based books, philosophical-based books. I'm a big fan of Joseph Campbell right now, just talking about like histories of different religions. Meditation is probably would be the biggest one for me. So I I try to meditate daily. Um, Or I'm a Qigong nerd. So I like to do like that. Uh, you ever see like. The move?
0: Is it like the movement? The movement meditation. Yeah. You ever see those
2: videos where it's like old, old Chinese people. Okay, I was doing, in, so
0: wrestling. when I was in China, they, and I don't know, I think, I can't recall that's what they called it, but we were going on and then we did it and I look, we all look like fools doing it, but it was the coolest. I mean, they were just doing it and it was amazing. And they're like videotaking and we, we looked ridiculous, like trying to keep doing it. We're like, is my feet right? Is my, we're all like, <laughs> but that's awesome. Yeah. And so. so it's did you pick breathless. that up from your travels?
2: Yeah. So I was, I, once I first got to Kenya, m- my fiance Morgan, she had a contract. I did not at the time. So it took four months when I was there before a contract with WRP opened up. From, I was just next in line. Um, and I was like, man, there is nothing else I can do here. I mean, if I go on social media, everyone's sleeping if I'm posting anything. <laughs> so that gets boring after a while. Um, so I'm like, what can fill my time? So I've always done yoga. I did yoga all throughout college and then um i I, the thing i really like about it is i I was reading and they say hey if if you kind of have like an add mind which i still do even with meditation they say do tai chi because it helps with that um so i just started that way of just getting into that practice
0: awesome very cool yeah i want to do meditation i i will i continue to try I will continue to do it. I will get it eventually. Like it's, it's funny. I feel like there's different times I will, um, I've, I've been able to go and do, have you heard of like the, um, salt floats or like the deprivation chambers, sensory deprivation. So I would love to, I don't schedule it out. I need to do it to where I would go. Like at least every other week. I think I end up doing it right around once a month, but I find that that To me, like that helps a lot. And, um, but I know that on a daily basis, I just have to start a couple minutes. We've actually talked about this, you know, before. And I will not. I'm I'm not gonna quit trying. And I know I will get this (laughs) eventually. But it's it's definitely not easy.
2: (laughs) What I found with meditation, I don't know if it's the same thing. It's like a lot of people they get very disheartened when they first start it because they're like, "Oh, meditation. I'm supposed to be thinking of nothing but my breath. And if I if I think of something different, I'm failing." And that's, I have been meditating for just about 11 years now. And I still, I'll get into a meditation where the whole time I'm in thought and I'm, I'm not thinking it's, I think it's just the concept of bringing yourself back. The fact that you have awareness to be like, oh, I'm thinking a bit too much. Let me focus on my breath. Even if it's for 10 seconds and you go back to thinking about something that is progress to me. Sure. Um, Oh, because I'm when you when gonna... when you start to realize that you're an observer <laughs> of this and you're not the thought itself, just on nonstop going, yeah. that's just that was a big wake up call for me.
0: Yeah. Have you, by chance, only because some of the stuff that you're you're speaking on, and I know you can get different principles from different things. Have you ever read the Untethered Soul?
2: No, but I have heard that I need to read this.
0: You need to read it, and yeah. I think because there is a lot like you're you're talking about, it and I think. um there was something that you had mentioned. Oh, when you were talking uh, in about your book um, that you do bring up death. And I think there's, there's a, a portion in that and it transformed. I mean, this this book really, that is the core of, um, I would say how, and I, I've read a good amount of, of books, but it just really hit me. And it. It, it's not a super easy read because it does challenge you to think about things differently, um, which you are way more in a line. So I think you would, it'll probably just click with you. But it was incredible just to be able to basically realize that like we're we're kind of it's kind of odd to say but like we're we're almost um, non i won't say non-existent i'm so bad see this is why i can't write a book like i'm not able to communicate it very well um but like we don't really we really don't matter all that much like in the grand scheme of things and not necessarily you as a person because you don't want to think that way that's not why we're doing this right laura and i are coming on here because we want to have an impact in some way you know dylan and i talked a little bit about i called it the ripple effect what did you call it when we were talking
2: i call it the concept of boundlessness, boundlessness. that's my, okay. that's my deep desire
0: Exactly. So, and so it's not really taking away from that. It's basically helping to cope with the stuff that's on a daily basis really? And I used to practice this before I read this book. If there was something that I thought was less like devastating, right? Let's think about like when we're like 12 or well, I guess I wasn't dating at that time. you 14, you know, your first, whatever. And you break up and your life's over when you're 14 and you have a breakup or somebody, whatever you're, it's just devastation, right? And now you look back and you're like, I don't even remember that event happening. So kind of in the same fashion of like, if something happens, I would always be like, God, in five years, is this really even going to matter to me? It's not. So, so you know what? Brush it off, move on. Well, that's kind of there's l- so much in that book, but that was kind of one of the biggest things. Is that really? It's almost everything's pretty insignificant unless you decide to make it significant.
2: Yeah, in, in China they have um, their their word for nature. I would butcher it, so I'm not even going to say <laughs> it. You can you and your followers can look <laughs> it up.
0: Laurel like, find it and put it in the show. It's number. like
2: <laughs> show. Zizan, Um, but it really means purpose purposelessness and they say like when we think of purposelessness it's bad it's like oh my Mm -hmm. gosh you don't have any purpose but they look at it as like a flower just grows because a flower grows like nobody says you need to grow yeah
0: Um,
2: or duck or ducks fly together because they do it's it's purposelessness Um, but I love the concept when you you talk about like an analogy of when because I did I broke up with a, a girl when I was in a freshman in college and I'm like I'm never gonna find anybody and now I look back at that, I'm like, that's nothing. Right. And it's the same concept, even when you think of death in any like spiritual tradition. Heaven yeah. is way cooler than this. Yeah. You know, and we, we get worried about it, but it's the same thing. I mean, the Tibetan have, the Tibetan people have the Tibetan book of the dead, and they talk about hey, when you, you die, you're just going to be doing other things. So I think either viewpoint you look at it, there's something much greater after this. And you can still teach lessons after you're gone.
0: Yeah. Uh, Awesome.
2: I could talk about death all day. So I'm going to... crazy? I ever, it's a well, okay. We're going to have them on three. People. We're
0: going to talk <laughs> about happiness, the, the happiness gap. Then we're going to talk about death. Then we're going to talk about your self-publishing. <laughs> we'll have three different episodes with Dylan. Oh, let's just make this... This will just be our show collectively now. You're part I'm of the just, group, Dylan. No. <laughs> I'm so
2: honored I'm the first guy. When you said it, I'm like, you didn't tell me this on the phone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> nervous. i didn't
0: want to. I didn't want to freak you out, you know? I didn't want all the pressure <laughs> to build up. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: so... Oh, this but stuff yeah. is
1: fantastic.
0: I know. Well, thank you so much for hopping on. This is incredible. I mean, and if everybody knows, that's kind of the cool part too. Right now, he's down. He's really from Colorado, but now he's down in Florida right now in a hotel room, knocking this out. So definitely, it's it's awesome. You said he, you know, can't really work in a in a, a office really anymore. And I I just love that type of freedom too. So you can you can get that vibe. And then you guys go get again in the show notes. We're gonna have. Um, those for you, it is hot mess to success.com slash happiness. Hello. Um, and his book, I know that's such a good one and his book is the happiness gap. I will have read it by the time, the next time that we, um, come on here and we will talk a little bit more about it because I can't wait to dig in. So, and I'm glad that you said it's, it's a, um, a nice, like simple read. Like I said to me, I didn't, I did I know that these types of books and all the topics that you're talking about, they're not necessarily a challenging read per se outside of, like you said, like the inner work that you need to do when you're getting, you know, taking this stuff in. And that's what I'm excited for. I really do appreciate when, when books can challenge me in that way. So I'm looking forward to checking it out.
2: Thank you so much. And that'd be the last thing I did. I I would want to say for anyone listening to this is even if you don't get the book, I would just encourage you. I think it'd be a beautiful experience for you. Take 10 minutes or 20 minutes today to figure out What is it? What are my internal values? I know I have to do all this stuff when it comes to work, but what are the things that you hold really dear? If you don't get my book, that'd be a huge win for me. And I also really appreciate you two having me on this podcast.
1: Dylan, thank you so much. You're such an inspiration to me as a wannabe author for so (laughs) long now. I gotta make it happen in 2020. It's just it's I have so many books inside of me, which is so fun. But now that I'm changing my name to Laura Love, isn't that such a better author name? That's a great author. That's a beautiful author. Yeah. Yeah, So
2: (laughs) I love that author. Love
1: Laura. Right. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, well, you guys, you can find all of the details. I'm going to get these show notes polished up and they will have all the information about how you can get Dylan's book as well as connect with him on social media and so much more at hotmesstosuccess.com slash happiness. Have a great day, everyone. All right. See ya. Bye. Hey friends. Thanks for listening today always remember you are not alone you are highly favored and greatly blessed and you have everything inside of you to kick ass in life and business now it's time to take action and own it